morning. Is this on right, Adam? I've not worn this before. It's a bit strange. Okay. Get myself sorted. I've not been here the last couple of weeks for various reasons, but I'm under the impression that 20 minutes is my limit. I don't have a clock this week, but like Martin had last week, a countdown, so maybe someone can just set their alarm and when I hear it beeping, I'll know. Um, it's been a little while, actually, since I've been up here and, and, and preached, but I've been, I've been on a bit of a journey over the last couple of years, and I know there's quite a few people in here that, that know the journey that I've been on, um, and I've just experienced quite a few things, and I've had on my heart for a while one or two things that I wanted to share, but the time hasn't quite been right, and this morning is obviously the right time. Um, I'm just hoping that some of the things that I've been through that I'll be able to talk about will be something that um, many of you will probably be familiar with um, and hopefully be able to take something away from this morning. Um, so just as a, a brief overview of the first 30 years of my life, um, very briefly, just, just to sort of paint a picture really, because part of this is about my testimony uh, over the last couple of years in particular. Um, but for the first massive part of my life. I sort of went through life comfortably in many, many ways. I had plain sailing, didn't really have anything in my life that was particularly um, disturbing my relationship with God or anything like that. Um, I always used to recognize, I don't know how many of you are in this boat as well, that when someone would get up on a Sunday morning and talk about, you know, the, the dark days, the, the times when you've really sort of been in a bad place, you've had to call out to God for various reasons, and I always found that a little bit difficult because I'd never actually had anything in my life that I could relate to along those, along those lines. Little ups and downs, obviously, that we all get, but nothing in my life had really, really rocked, rocked my boat um, and made me question this and that. So, so for the first massive chunk of my life, things were, things were good, things were fine. And then a couple of years ago, things weren't fine. Um, as I say, most of you will probably know that my wife, Kerry, has been married about 14 years now. She told me a couple of Christmases ago that she was, she was unsure about our future together. Um, and so, therefore, that put me in a bit of a place sort of to, to question so many things. I thought I knew where I was going. I thought I knew what my future would be looking like. I wasn't sure, suddenly, how things were going to pan out. And so I spent the next year and a half... So this was a couple of years ago, next year and a half, just trying absolutely everything that I could think of, um, practically, spiritually, prayerfully, to try and make sure that my marriage was going to survive and, and go sort of in the direction that I wanted it to go in, in the direction that I know God wanted it to go in. Um, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. I know most of you will know that, but I'm sure there's going to be a few people that don't know. Um, and unfortunately, in September, Kerry moved out. We are... Now in the middle of going through a divorce, and it's not what I wanted, but that's life, isn't it? Some things happen in our lives that mean that we're not particularly in control of them. Um, but my message through all of this this morning is, is not just about how the circumstances of our lives sort of dictate things, but about how God can work through that. So as much as what I'm talking about relates to my relationship um, not going as I would want it to go, it's all about my relationship with God and how you might not be in exactly the same place as that, but I'm sure, I'm so, so sure that there are many, many, many people in here, especially out there as well, but many people in here that are having a, a, a period in their life right now that is tough, okay, that is really, really tough. And I'm hoping that 
however that looks in your life, that there'll be some things that I say this morning that will be able to help get you through that. Um, And we'll go away a little bit stronger at the end of this morning, me included. Um, So when I sort of found out a couple of years ago that things were going to be a bit bit different to what I was um, anticipating, my first response was quite a positive one. It was like, okay, that's fine. This is, this is how things are. I suddenly was very strong for a good sort of seven or eight months. I must have been, um, you know, de- declarations were very, very important to me. I was declaring what I knew that the Bible said. I was declaring what I knew that God's purpose in, in marriage would be. I'd be sort of praying and I'd be saying, yes, I know the plans you've got for me. I know it's your plan is um, for us to stay together. And everything along those lines, I was, I was positive, I was strong, I was doing things practically, and I was quite hopeful. People would be praying for me, and I'd be aware, I'd, I'd sort of be confident, really, that things would turn themselves around. Um, so I'd, I'd had seasons in my life that I was, I was feeling very, very strong and trusting that everything that God had said to me would actually come to pass. But of course, that, that's not necessarily going to be the case the whole way through a trial, and a season in your life which is difficult. And undoubtedly, I had some low points as well, points where you start to feel a bit, nothing's changing, circumstances aren't getting any better. Um, So yes, I had some low points, um, and I still have some low points as well. But I think the thing that I have had on my heart for the last five, ten years, really, not just in the last couple of years, but the thing that has really, really made a massive difference to me is relationships. Okay, that's one of the first points... That's sort of want to make make a point of today is relationships and how how fundamentally important having good friendships relationships with people are because I've had a good five or ten people in my life that I'm close to I was close to them before the last couple of years sort of, sort of started to to kick in really but I'd had friendships people that I'd meet up with I'd chat to I'd pray with and then when this came along. I had people that I knew that I could turn to. And actually, without those people in my life, maybe I'd have been in a lot worse place than, than what I did find myself. And it was through having those people around me that it made such, such a difference to me. It's so good. Ironically, I think half of them aren't even here today. <laughs> Great friends, aren't they? <laughs> but there's people in here as well. I spoke to people in here who are here today. and people are, Just knowing that people are praying for me, to know that people have been supporting me, um, and this is, none, none of this is a criticism of Kerry either. I know they've been praying for Kerry and they're supporting Kerry as well. And we're fine in many ways. We are fine in many, many ways. Um, but my point really is, if you are in a place at the moment where you are, you are going through something that is quite tough and quite a trial, so, so important to get alongside someone that you can be accountable to, someone that you know you can talk to, someone that you know will be praying for you, someone that you know will actually ask you those difficult questions. And we need people alongside us that will ask us the difficult questions that actually no one else will because you're not going to open up to someone just like that. You need someone to actually um, probe a little bit. So I would so encourage you, if you're not in a place where you've got friendships like that, to find someone, find some people. Um, And on the flip side, it may be that you are the person that needs to find someone. It may be that you're not going through some of those things at the moment, but actually, who knows what can, what's going to come along in our lives in the future. We, we can A, we can be a support to somebody else, and we can be the person that asks those questions and be there and do the praying. But at the same time, if those relationships are there and existing, then if something does come your way, then you have that, that support, that friendship. And so the, I've, I've had on my, 
my heart for a while. Just little thing like what we did this morning at that break, just going around and ca- catching people. Because I hate the idea that there are people that come in here that sit down, nobody speaks to them, they go again. That's not relationship. It is so, so important that you start with a friendship. Many of you will know that I've started doing some men's work on a, on a Thursday night. And my sole purpose is just to get to know a few guys. Nothing more than that. Um, and I was planning on do- I was doing this before st- stuff started happening in my life anyway. Just purely to get to know some people. So in part of a, a friendship. And then when you've got that friendship base, then there's that foundation. There's the opportunity to be able to go that little bit deeper and, pr- and to pray for each other. So... Um, Yes, relationships, fundamental. Get alongside someone who you can support. Get alongside someone who you can support and can support you. And that last one there, don't presume. This is, this is something that uh, I was very aware of. I mean, I was leading the young adults group. I was um, speaking at church sometimes. I would, I would guess that there would be people there that looked at me and thought, well, he's not got any problems. That's just what we do, isn't it? We look at the leaders, we look at other people, and think, that, oh, yeah, they look fine, they're sorted. Absolutely not the case as well. And I'm sure there's many of you sat here right now that have got those issues that no one else knows about. No one else knows about. So don't presume that people that you know are sorted and they're getting on fine, because actually it may just be that they need to get someone alongside them um, just, to, you know, just to be a good friend. Um, so all the way through this, the relationships were fundamental, but really a lot of it had to do with how I had to, to trust God. And that is where we all, whether we're going through anything like this or not, we need to be in a place where we so trust God for our future. I was having to declare, Lord, I know that my future is secure in you. It doesn't matter about my circumstances. I know that you've got the best for me. I know that my future will be great. Regardless of my circumstances, I know that whatever happens, I have a future, I have a hope. And I just had to keep declaring that. I had to keep trusting. Even though things didn't necessarily look rosy, I had to make sure that I was declaring that and I was feeding that into my life. Um, and the Bible is full of people, aren't they? They're full of people who have gone through trials, gone through some far worse stuff than me. I don't propose to stand up here and say, oh, aren't I in such a terrible place in my life? Not at all. People have gone through far worse than me. But the trials that they've been through have been the things that have made them stronger as well. Um, and... I was listening to um, Bill Johnson from Bethel. He was preaching on Gideon a little while ago, and I was, I've, been, I've listened to that a few times now. Um, so in Judges chapter 6, I'm not going to read um, the scripture, but I've put, the, I've put it up there anyway. Um, Judges chapter 6, God used Gideon to defeat the Midianites. And I like the way that Bill Johnson started to... He introduced the, the talk by just pointing out the fact that God met Gideon in his mess. That's how he phrased it. I quite like that. Um, because he calls us not where we are at, but because where he sees we are going to be. Okay? And he called Gideon not because of anything that he had currently been doing, but because he knew what Gideon could achieve through that re- obedience and through that relationship with God. Um, and you may well know the story quite well, and it's been spoken a few times here, that he used Gideon to defeat the Midianites. Um, God looks at you differently to how you look at you. We, we so very easily, don't we? Very, very easily find our own faults. We find things that are wrong with us and how we're unqualified and we can't do this and we can't do that. But if that is how I viewed myself at the moment, I wouldn't be up here this morning because <laughs> things are not fantastic. But I know that God can use me despite circumstance. I know that everyone here is in the same, same boat, that God sees 
what he has called you to be, not necessarily how things are currently in our circumstances. Um, and so I love the fact also that in, in the story of Gideon, he was so, I don't know if you know how well you know it, but he, he asked God just to confirm that it was God who was speaking to him. So God said to Gideon, you're, you're going to uh, win this battle, I'm with you. And Gideon was like, okay, yeah, I, I know it's you, God, but could you just, could you just prove it again, please? I just need you to tell me one more time. And then so he put the test, um, put test out and God sort of revealed himself and he's like, right, okay, I know it's you, I know it's you, God. Just, just one more, please. And he was so, so un, he just really, really needed convincing, really needed that certainty in his heart that it was God Himself that was calling him to do this big thing. And I, I like that just because it was, it sort of confirmed in me that, you know, it's okay to, to you think you've heard God, and it's actually okay to ask Him again. Just oh God, I want to be really sure because actually it's through Gideon being totally secure. In, yes, I absolutely believe within me that it is you, God, who has given me this task. Because of that, he was then able to go ahead, trust God, and be obedient. And I think if, he, if he'd have done it and he wasn't quite convinced, I think when God suddenly said to him, Gideon, you've got 32,000 men in your, in your army. That's far too many. I want you to cut it down. I want you to get rid of most of them, and you're going to be left with 300 men. That was what he was presented in front of him. He must have had to seriously trust God. Every time God said, you want to send those men away, that you've got too many men in your, in your army, he had to send men away. He had to trust God. And that is all based on the fact that he must have heard God in the first place and he hadn't forgot what God had said. Okay, so I think it's the same with us. We, we've got our Bible. We know our scripture. We know what God has spoken into our lives. It's so important that we just remind ourselves of the things that God has said. Say, God, I'm not going to forget what you said to me. Because I know it's true, I know it's in your word, I know it's for me, and I'm going to be obedient to you anyway. Even if things don't look how, they, how I thought they were going to look, I'm going to be obedient. It may not seem right in the natural, but I'm going to do it anyway. So yeah, we need to be trusting God um, in all areas. But actually, trusting isn't easy. Okay. Trusting isn't easy. Okay, circumstances don't always go the way that we want them to. I found that quite, quite a lot over the last couple of years. I've been saying, I trust you, God. I know that you've got a future for me. I know that my future is secure. But in many ways, that was just words. I was trying to declare it. I was trying to believe it. But it was just words, actually. And, and it, was e- it wasn't easy um, because the circumstances didn't match up necessarily. Um, but... God doesn't always change the circumstances, but he always has a purpose in the circumstances. Okay? He didn't change the circumstances when Jesus was on the cross, but he had a purpose in the circumstances. And so it doesn't matter what is going on in our lives. It may not match up with what we are anticipating. It doesn't, may not match up with what we would want it to look like and how we think it should look, but there is a purpose from God in the midst of it all. And it's how we are in our relationship with God and how we sort of, what our perspective is, I suppose, in, in how we come out of it. It's those difficult times in our lives that make us stronger. Okay, it's those times, the trials, the difficult phases, we always end up, don't we, praying that little bit more, asking God that little bit more, calling out that little bit more when things are going bad, when things aren't going the way that we're wanting. So, so there are times that actually we can get strengthened because of it. Okay, and I've had, over the last couple of years, I've had many, 
many moments of self-pity, which is quite obviously natural. It's going to happen. Um, it's so easy, isn't it, to feel sorry for ourselves when things aren't going right. Oh, woe me. Things aren't great. But it's such a dangerous place to be. Such a dangerous place to, to sit there and, and want to feel sorry for yourself and want other people to feel sorry for you. I found that, that is, that's the worst place. And actually, as much as the relationships of the people that are around us are so, so vital, they're the things that really help in this situation. Without them, as I said, that would have been a lot more difficult for me. And trusting God in the midst of it all as well, absolutely vital that we trust God. But actually, we need that strength. And out of all of this, I think that's the thing that also comes through. We need the strength from God to get through it. Because we can trust. I've trusted. I've trusted that my future's going to be good. One day, I'm going to have my future. <laughs> I know it's all, that's, sort of, that's based on circumstances again, isn't it? But, and I, and my, my present can be great as well. But I, I know that my future isn't quite going to turn out the way that I thought it once was. Okay, but it's trusting in God, but it's being strong in the midst of it. Because even though I'm trusting, it's still hard. It's still hard in the meantime. So you need that strength. Um, and I've had that scripture on my heart for quite a while at the bottom there. The, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And actually, the self-pity, the times where you feel sorry for yourself, actually, they're the, they're the, the low bits. And it just requires that friendship with someone else or that strength to be able to say, no, I'm going to get into your presence, God. Some of those songs that we sang this morning were just so appropriate in that sense. Now I'm going to get into your presence, God. I'm going to call on your name. I'm going to just worship you and speak to you. And that joy that I get from being in your presence, that is my strength. And that is the thing that then lifts me up and helps me get through my circumstance. Okay. And the, um, the best scripture that I've come across that sort of is the, the, the main thing through the end of this, just to begin to wrap up, is in Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 27 to 31. Okay, and the people of Israel were complaining that, you know, God, where, where are you? You're not, in my, you're not sort of helping me. We're in, a, um, we're in this place. You're not around. You don't seem to care. You haven't intervened. You haven't changed my circumstances, God. What's going on? Um, and I'm sure that is how... That's how I have felt to a degree. I'm sure, again, that's how many people have felt at certain times, possibly even now. God, why aren't you? Why aren't you coming in here? Why aren't you sorting things out and making them rosy? Why aren't you doing that for me? And then Isaiah responded, and this bit is the bit that is just so, so good. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is, ev- is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Okay, and that is just so, so encouraging. And Different versions that I've read it's, um, say that those who trust in the Lord as well, those that trust, and it goes back to that what I was saying about trusting in God is the, is the key, it's fundamental to it, but also the trusting in God is what gives you the strength as well. Another, I've watched a bit of Bill Johnson recently, and I've watched also Louis Giglio's um, How Great Is Our God DVD, and I nearly played his clip because he says it so well. I thought he can say it so much better than me, I might as well just press play. Um, but I've tried to 
put it into my own words, but I'd encourage you to watch that film. If this, this really sort of hits the spot for you, uh, get hold of that DVD. It's very, very good. But he just summarised that verse where he said, um, what bit was it? Those who trust in the Lord. And he said, it's the same as those that wait on the Lord, those that wait and hope on the Lord. And he said, that means, what that is meaning is that those that stand there in the middle of all their pain, all their hurt, all the rubbish that's going on in their lives, all the chaos, all the, all the stuff that is in the way, those that stand there in the middle of it and say, God, I don't, I don't get this. I don't know why things are like they, why things are like they are. I don't understand what, why you're not changing things. I don't understand why you're not apparently intervening. I don't understand what's going on, but I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to falter. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to start doubting. I'm going to trust you, despite me not getting it, despite me not understanding it. I'm going to trust that you have that plan. I'm going to trust that you have that purpose. I'm going to trust that sooner rather than later, things will start to reveal themselves and that you are in control, God. And that is what waiting on the Lord is. Standing in the middle of it all, not really understanding it, but saying, I'm trusting you, God. And if that is the case, then those who... Trust in the Lord, those that wait in the Lord. His promise to us is he will renew our strength. Okay, he will renew our strength. He will, we will soar on wings like eagles. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not be faint. So that is just such an encouragement, such a, yeah, such a foundation to know that it doesn't matter if you're going through something that is really, really difficult. We've got scripture that just points to the fact that God will bring you through it. And it's just reminding ourselves of who God is, how mighty he is, how awesome he is, how much he cares for us, and that he hasn't forgotten us. He hasn't left us just to wade our way through our own mess, but he is. If we can get into his presence, if we can wait on him, if we can say, right, God, I need to get alongside someone who can help me do this because I'm weak. I need to get people around me. I want to get into your presence. I want to connect with you, and he will respond. He will say, I will give you that strength that you need. And I have so had to do that just this week, even this time yesterday. I was just really struggling with how to put this across. But I was, well, I was forced, effectively, wasn't I, to actually spend some time with God, which I've been doing anyway, but really, really spend some proper time with God getting this all together. And I feel strong. I feel strong today because I've got into his presence and because... He has responded to what this word says. And, so, and, and that is it, really. It doesn't matter whether that's the place that you are in right now, whether you may come into a place of difficulty in the future, or whether it's just a case of supporting someone else. But I think that scripture there just points to that is what we should be doing with God anyway, whether we're in the middle of a trial or not. We need the strength, not just for when we're in the trial, but just to be in our relationship with God anyway. Um, so... Yeah, that is it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it there. I'd just like to pray, actually, just to finish and invite John to come back up. But, Lord, I just thank you so much for your word. I thank you that we all here, we all have futures. If we know you, even if we don't know you, you have a, a plan for us. You have a purpose for our lives and that we can trust in you. And we know that through our relationship with you, Father, our future is secure. Our future is going to be better than what it even is now. Lord, I pray that you'll help that to, to settle in our hearts this morning, that we can be 
yeah, encourage and strengthen us.